Welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. Yara is the global leader in crop nutrition knowledge and a producer of quality fertilizer products. Grow the future with Yara. Hello, I'm Ken Rundle, and with spring underway, I'm joined by Yara's country arable agronomist, Natalie Wood. Natalie, last time we spoke, it was about the first nitrogen applications on cereals, but this time the focus is on the second application and nitrogen efficiency. So there's a lot to talk about. But first, what's your impression of the season so far and the state of the crops? Yeah, well, on the whole, then obviously autumn establishment conditions were good um, and there were some forward crops going into the winter. However, there was some heavy overwinter rainfall, which may have knocked their root system. So that's why we spoke about P and K being so important at that first dressing. Um, and most people were able to apply their first dose of nitrogen a few weeks back when everything dried up. So crops are generally looking good on the whole. Um, but yeah, as you say, now it's time to get on with that second nitrogen application. But there has been decent root growth. You were worried about at one particular point whether there was going to be enough root growth to, to then carry on the growth through the rest of the season. Yeah, so it was about keeping that beneath ground growth looking as good as the top growth so um, the P&K should have sorted that out along with that first nitrogen application. Okay so let's talk about the efficiency of that nitrogen or nutrient applications. I suppose in its simplest terms it's all about balancing input with output but that's easy for me to say not so easy for farmers to achieve. Yeah, so um, nitrogen use efficiency is affected by a lot of different factors, unfortunately. Um, Some of them are soil health, temperature, percentage organic matter, compaction, rainfall, um, and that's just a few of the the list. So some of these factors, obviously, we can't control, such as the weather. Um, So therefore, it's important to work on the parts that we can control, such as the right product, the right timing, the right rate, and then use of tools to improve that nitrogen use efficiency. Um, And tools in particular can make the difference between being 40% efficient and then getting up towards those 80% efficiencies, which is what we want to aim for. Okay, so which of those four things that you mentioned there, product timing rates and tools, is the most important? I guess they all work together really, but if we start with the product, then you need to ask yourself things like, do I need to apply sulfur? And yeah, ordinarily the answer is usually yes, because of the extremely low levels in most arable soils. Um, And we've spoken before about the importance of nitrogen and sulfur together due to their close relationship. But um, it's also the type of sulfur that's going to affect timing, for example. So um, if we think of elemental sulfur, it has to undergo a conversion in the soil to become sulfate um, because a plant can only take up sulfate. So it needs to become um, and turn into that sulfate molecule before it can be plant available. And that process can take several weeks, and especially if it's been applied at that first nitrogen timing when the soils are still quite cold. And um, this delay in uptake will also affect the crop's ability to take up the nitrogen, for example, due to that close relationship. So it's really about being aware of things like that when you're starting to plan your crop nutrition and taking all those elements um, all together to, to make sure you're doing everything right by the crop. That's the significance of the timing, I suppose. Mm. But on top of that, I, I suppose that sometimes it's a case of when when can you get onto the ground and yes. when can you get your field work done properly. Yeah, definitely. You mentioned tools there. Um, there are two particular tools you recommend farmers consider, N-Tester and AtFarm. Tell us about them. Yeah, um, and this also leads on from the, the right rate as well. So If we start with the Yara's N-Tester, so that's a handheld device for measuring nitrogen in the crop. And it does this by clamping a leaf between the sensors, which detect how much light goes through. 
and then it translates that into a chlorophyll reading. And we know there's that direct relationship between the level of chlorophyll in the leaf and the amount of nitrogen in the crop. So therefore that data is converted into a nitrogen recommendation. Now this is a non-destructive tool and it can be used to monitor nitrogen levels throughout the crop, um, throughout the season, but you can get recommendations for the cereal crops from the second to the fourth applications. So that takes me back to the rate. Um, for the second application, it can be somewhat guesswork in terms of knowing what to put on. So this tool will actually take that guesswork out because it's telling you exactly what's in the crop. Um, if we go on to AppFarm, then AppFarm is a web-based software along with a corresponding app as well that goes with it. And it uses satellite imagery along with Yara's NSENSE algorithm to get a more accurate variability map. And that's due to the NSENSE technology enabling a higher level of variation to be detected. And this data can then be used to create a variable rate nitrogen map so that you can create a more even homogeneous crop, um, increasing yields, improving harvest efficiency um, and decreasing lodging. And then I guess finally, the, the gold standard would be Yara's end sensor, which is another tool for variably applying nitrogen. It's the cab mounted sensor and it scans the crop real time as you go through. Um, and it does this by getting the reflectance value from the crop and turning that into how much nitrogen is in the crop. And then it will put on exactly what the crop needs as you're driving through the field. So yeah, that's our top top standard, but obviously it's, it's a bit more expensive than those other two tools. Now there was a time when a lot of farmers would regard all this as just mumbo jumbo and unnecessary and complicatedly expensive. But I think these days with the need to squeeze the maximum uh, output out of uh, all our resources this is getting more and more important particularly when we're going to have to it strikes me be able to justify all the field operations uh, given climate change and all the other restrictions that are coming in so these these tools and, and learning to or becoming familiar with these tools is going to be very important yeah, definitely. Um, and it might be part of the new ELM scheme that comes along that you need to obviously show that you can improve your nitrogen use efficiency. So without being able to to measure and monitor crops, then how will you know if you've improved things? So these tools are great. Um, and if we think as well, you can expect to get up to kind of a 4% yield increase when you're variably applying nitrogen, because you're applying exactly what that crop requires. So nothing is being wasted, um, you're not losing anything to the environment and therefore your nitrogen use efficiency improves dramatically. Um, and with that, obviously you're getting an even crop without the lodging. And as I mentioned, this just means an easier harvest as well. We've talked all this, we've been up to now, we've been talking about the nitrogen applications as being important, but I suppose micronutrients are equally important yeah, definitely. Um, and again, without really measuring or monitoring the crop, you, you don't really know what what to go on. Um, obviously, you've, you've probably got some soil analysis, but that doesn't always translate through to what's actually in the crop. So the best way of really uh, looking at that is by doing some tissue testing. Um, and really, you want to be able to do that tissue testing before your key fungicide timing. So a couple of weeks before T1 um, and T2. And then you can see what's in the crop, um, what might be coming up as slightly low. And then you can apply that at your next T timing. Um, but the point of tissue testing really is don't use it as a firefighting kind of situation. 
you want to be testing the crop before you see any symptoms because once you start to see those symptoms often you're already losing yield so it's really important to kind of use tissue testing as a routine so that you've got that that data and you can rectify any potential issues. And as you stress so often in our conversations, it's important to keep the growth going st- steadily forward and not interrupting anything. There's enough stresses on plants and crops as it is without uh, the, the management uh, affecting it. Yeah, definitely. And if you think quite often the past over the past few years, we've had an unexpected drought period. So if it's already under that uh, stress of lack of water, then any other underlying issues it might have are just going to make it even worse and cause even more damage to that crop. Uh, we've talked about winter crops so far, at least autumn sown crops. Uh, what's the advice this year on the spring sown crops? Uh, any particular key messages? Um, well, I guess it depends. If, we, if we're thinking nitrogen, then it depends what your end market is, of course, and what final grain nitrogen percentage you want. Um, earlier drilled crops can handle that higher rate of nitrogen but of course if you're um, looking at a later drilled crop then they're prone to getting a higher grain nitrogen from those later applications so that's just something to be aware of. Um, If we look at a 2019 trial then the NOPT for spring barley was coming out at about 160 kilograms of nitrogen per hectare so I guess that's something to kind of aim for. Um, And in that same trial, we saw that every 20 kilograms of nitrogen per hectare that we increased by, it actually increased the grain nitrogen percentage by 0.06% as well. So, yeah, just to be aware what your end market is and what kind of um, grain nitrogen that you're aiming for, really. Um, And the only other thing really for spring crops is timing is really key. So if you're... um, applying your nitrogen hopefully you'll be able to split it because we see um, a yield benefit from splitting the nitrogen so it doesn't really matter what the ratio is if 60 40 50 50 70 30 as long as you're splitting it between the seed bed and then um, probably when you can see the rows or kind of before growth stage 30 really um, that some might think that's a little late but yeah after growth stage 30 we definitely start to see a yield penalty from applying after that so ordinarily it's probably looking like um, some in the seed bed and then some once you start to get to um, tillering kind of stage. Good advice because I gather that uh, the spring barley um, boys are being told that there, there is a good market for it now. The overhang, which everyone had been concerned about in the market, seems mm. to have uh, reduced somewhat more than was expected. So there yeah. will be more people looking at that. Now, yeah. we whistled through quite a lot of detailed information in this podcast, Natalie. What would you say are the key things to remember? Um, I just think, yeah, everybody, if you're not started to measure your nitrogen use efficiency yet, then I would definitely try and start that this year. Um, It's only going to become more and more important. So um, as you said at the very start, Ken, just the simplest way is nitrogen in versus nitrogen out. But if you want to start to get a bit more smarter, then have a look at some of these tools that are on the market to try and increase that nitrogen use efficiency. Um, And yeah, you can't really uh, monitor anything without doing the measurements. So things like tissue testing etc all go towards collecting some good data for your farm and the more you use them the more familiar they become and the more routine it's part of your normal management isn't it yeah and if farmers want to learn more where should they go um well yeah if you want to go to our website then it's just yara.co.uk 
Um, and on there, you'll find links to all our various webinars that we've done recently. Um, and there's basis points and all sorts of things on the website too. And a lot of information about all our products and agronomic advice as well. So really good website. Um, so I definitely go there as a starting point. As usual, Natalie Wood, some sound advice and important points to remember. Thank you very much. Let's hope the weather plays ball. My next podcast will be with Yara's grassland guru. So join me, Ken Rundle, in a couple of weeks' time. Speak to you then. Thanks for listening to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. For more information, visit yara.co.uk or yara.ie.